Sound is speeding. Okay. Hi, welcome. <clears throat> Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week with Drew. This is for Thursday, uh, November 21st. I missed last week because I was in Mexico, but we're going to talk about that. And also, um, yo, it's Big Drew Beverly coming from the studio. Got a head full of trees. Don't know what to do because it's Big Drew. Coming to you, broadcasting to you live from the fucking beehive. What up to the motherfucker Drew crew? We're going to start branding, marketing. 2020 is all about branding, marketing, getting the fucking word out there. We are back. Hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, ep- uh, another episode of This Week with Drew for Thursday, November 21st. When you go down, he's back in Drake on 118. <clears throat> Thanks a lot for tuning in, guys. Um, I did not uh, podcast last week. I'm sorry. Um, it was I was in Mexico with the boys. Uh, we're going to talk about that right now. But off the top, I just want to shout out, as always, to my Patreons, the guys who pay for the fucking bandwidth for me to do this podcast. John, Greg, Isaac, Joel, Mike, Bryce, uh, in the street demons, Bob Tunde, Marnus Brees, and then as always, my day one rock steadies, PG, Brothers Grimm, Comrade, Brothers Grimm, what up? Shout out to y'all motherfuckers. Um, yeah, so I did not podcast last week. Last week I went to Mexico with the boys, a bunch of comedians, and our uh, and our boss, I guess, or the guy who owns the comedy club that we all work at. Went down to Mexico for a friend's wedding, and uh, the boys are just out there, buddy. We went to Isla Mujeres. Island east of Cancun, fucking beautiful little island, seven kilometer little island. I highly recommend you go there. That if you take swoop, buddy, fucking 180 bucks there, 180 bucks back, and the Airbnb for the boys. We just got five bills for the whole week, man. So it's just a hundred ish bucks each. Fucking just absolutely nailed it, man. Just got there, threw it against the wall the first night. Had a bunch of beers, had a bunch of tacos. Went to the south point of the island. Fucking around with some Mayan ruins, buddy. That shit's heavy, man. You start feeling the, you start feeling the particles of the of the of your predecessors, man. And these people were there thousands of years ago, just building shit, man. Um, and you can feel it, bro. And it was awesome. Um, so yeah, and the wedding was super nice. Congratulations to Kev and Joyce for uh, for your wedding, man. Fucking awesome. Chinese white. Coming together, fucking Paul Thompson, uh, white guy wearing all Chinese fucking garb as one of the uh, as one of the groomsmen. Fucking awesome, dude. Um, so yeah, highly recommend. If Brees and all you fucking street demon boys, if you're listening to this, man, go to Isla Mujeres, east of Cancun. It's like a 20 minute ferry. Costs you like fucking 300 pesos there and back. Solid, buddy. Solid island. Everyone's just ripping around on golf carts. That's the whole island. Is there's 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 mopeds and there's golf carts and there's taxis and then the fucking police cars and trucks, which are so funny because they're busted up. Like all the windows are cracked. There's fucking door handles missing. And these Mexican police are just chilling there. It's a seven kilometer island. Like they're just fucking essentially their job is to just herd liquor bros. Like there's no fucking major crime going on on this island. Although the day after we left, one of the fucking resorts on that island did get robbed. <laughs> so, you know, you just got to keep it tight, bro. We were next to the naval base and there's a Navy there too, just fucking chilling. I don't know what the Navy, the Mexican Navy is up to, but <laughs> they're just straight chilling, bro. 
So yeah, fucking first night, absolutely threw it against the wall. Wednesday, um, tacos, buddy. I ate nothing but tacos for three days straight. Because you're in Mexico, man. What am I? I'm not going to eat a hamburguesa. I don't want a fucking chicken finger sandwich, buddy. I want fucking tacos. I'm in Mexico. I went to Italy. I ate fucking pasta and pizza. I'm not going to eat fucking... I go to New York. I'm eating deli, buddy. We're getting pastrami. We're getting fucking bagels. Jew food, you know? I'm not going to fucking... If you're going there, you're eating the regional fucking delicacy, buddy. So we went there and I was just munching. Thursday was the wedding. First time I didn't eat tacos in three days. And then the wedding was super sick. And golf carts, buddy. Driving around on golf carts is just amazing, man. Because they're designed to be driven when you're fucked up. (laughs) Not that anybody was like ripping around fucking super wasted. But I mean, if you are going to be doing it, you want to be in a golf cart. Because even if you're pinning that thing out, that's that's like a heavy jog. Like a golf cart is just heavy jog speed. You can fucking, (laughs) like, if you're giving her, like, a nice fucking six and a half, seven on the treadmill, that's about how fast you're going to be on the golf cart when she's pinned right out, buddy. So, relatively speaking, if you're going to be operating a motor vehicle when you're fucked up, the golf cart, it gives you lots of places to bail. And the other thing is, is everyone else is driving golf carts, too. So, there isn't the, uh, you know, the potential of a cataclysmic fucking semi into a smart car thing. It's just another fucking golf cart also doing fucking a heavy jog. (laughs) But Paul got fucking pissed because we does he doesn't have his license and we wouldn't let him drive. And he's like, I, I drive around here all the time. I fucking use a golf cart. And just got chirped for fucking days, buddy. But you know, it was alright. Kid needs a fucking thing. So Mexico was sick. Um I I don't know. I'm camp- I'm trying to think of any crazy stories. There's nothing too crazy, man. Like we just went and we drank. We had a sick Airbnb. Like it wasn't anything out of the ordinary for like a Mexico trip. Joe got really fucked up and fell off the golf cart. That wasn't anybody's fault, though, other than his. <laughs> and then we had to pick him up and fucking load him back on like a literal dead body. Like, we're just in Mexico fucking loading a dead body into the back of a golf cart. <laughs> oh, man. It was fun, though, dude. Like, I love Mexico. It, the chip was... The, I wasn't even going to go. Um, the trip was so incredibly cheap, though. Like, we're talking, what, fucking 360 uh, you know, for the, for the flights and then a hundred bucks for the Airbnb. And then I, you know, took out a couple hundred bucks worth of pesos. Like we're in for under seven bills for Mexico. Like buddy, I'm into that and good tacos. That's the thing is people get sick. I've talked about resorts lots, man. I'm never doing these fucking resorts again. Cause people they're like, Oh, is it safe? Is it, is, it, is it safe there if you're not on a resort? But that's just a fucking resort paying for pop, pumping up in your head that fucking you can't walk around Mexico without fucking getting shanked. You know, these are tourist places, man. What do you think happened before there was resorts? They just put that out there so you don't leave the resort and you fucking just spend all your money with them. Why is my phone texting? Um, you know, so fuck it. Next time you go to Mexico, fuck the resort, man. Find it, go to Isla Mujeres or some other place, get a nice Airbnb. Comparably speaking, like the all inclusive is like, like, what are you gonna literally drink all fucking day long? Like drinking, but going on those vacations just as like to drink is fucking stupid, man, because that's not healthy. (laughs) And you don't feel good after, man. Like day three of an all inclusive is like you're like People like when would you normally have a beer for, at ten o'clock in the morning? You know, like this isn't normal behavior. Why would you change your normal behavior when you leave where you live? You know, like you should fucking 
try to cultivate some sort of consistency in your life where you can go to a place like Mexico and, uh, you know, not completely fucking ruin your life, you know, because I was still up by day two. I was still up at like eight in the morning, nine in the morning, just following my routine. Boys are schnoozing. I'm at the beach, buddy. I don't give a fuck, buddy, if the boys are schnoozing. I'm at the beach, okay? Caught a little sun, had a little fun, and uh, yeah, that was Mexico. Um, while I was gone, oh, whoops, uh, while I was gone, fucking... Fuck! I always fuck that up. Buddy, Tournament of Champions has been taking place uh, last two weeks in Jeopardy, buddy. Tournament of Champions, James Holtzauer versus Emma. I remember I figured out her name. Emma, who was the one who initially beat James Holtzauer in his fucking legendary run. Um, uh, even if you win the Tournament of Champions, it's $250,000. And Alex Trebek brought up this point that if Holtzauer w- wins the Tournament of Champions over the amount of games that he played, he was averaging over $70,000 per game when he was playing. The average if you win the Tournament of Champions is $60,000. So this motherfucker took a pay cut to come into the Tournament of Champions. You know how unbelievably good that you are? But that's the thing is that tournament goes, boom. Now we got fucking Francois, old fucking 11th grade uh, chem- physics teacher, James Holtzauer, and Emma, the girl who beat him. And she fucking, it's a best of two series. James Holtzauer wins the fucking first game handily. Emma beat him the fucking second game. So two out of the three times Emma has ever played Holtzauer, she has beat him, man. I, she's a fucking unbelievable player, man. Giant killer, dude. She deserves her own place as being the only person to beat James Holtzauer. Not once, but fucking twice, bro. On the heels of the tournament of... Holtzauer obviously wins the cha- tournament of champions, obviously. And on the heels of Holtzauer winning the tournament of champions, Jeopardy announces a fucking GOAT tournament. Greatest of all time. Brad, Rutger, Ken Jennings, James Holtzauer in a fucking three-way triple threat match. Best of the series wins. It's going to be fucking crazy, bro. Like, these dudes are all fucking geniuses in their own right. Man, it's going to come down to your trigger finger. It's going to come down to like... I'm like so jacked for this, bro. This would be like watching fucking... I can't even... Who could you compare that to in like individual athletic performance, bro? It'd be like Tiger Woods versus Jack Nicklaus versus fucking Rory McIlroy or whatever. Like this is a fucking... This is some crazy shit they're about to do, man. Like, these are fucking the top, like, the, the, and the widespread level of knowledge that you have to fucking cultivate to be good at Jeopardy combined with your fucking cojones to be able to gamble and know. And then your fucking reflexes, too. It's like such a whirlwind of, like, fucking, I've said this before, but like autism and fucking (laughs) and gambling that you have to have this weird mix of that shit, man. But yo, so stay tuned, man. The GOAT, greatest of all time, Tournament of Champions is coming to primetime, buddy. They're not even, they're fucking airing it on like ESPN or some shit. Like, it's going to be huge. I don't know, man, who to bet on. Brad is the first guy to ever fucking break the mold. Fucking Ken came and fucking was the first guy to ever, like, Brad's the first guy to be like, like winning hard. Ken comes in, first guy to fucking win, like, that much money in that many games but then Holtzauer comes in and wins more money than all these guys in half the fucking time so arguably a better 
financial, you know, it's just crazy, man. It's fucking crazy. It's like, it'd be like Biggie versus Tupac versus fucking Nas or Jay-Z or something in some fucking rap battle. Like, it's like fucking sick, bro. So that's what's going on in the world of Jeopardy right now. Um, I don't know if you guys can hear this, though. You Time for big news with Drew. Okay, big news with Drew. What do we got here? I got it on my phone now. Oh, this is... <laughs> okay, so there's a little bit of a backstory to this story and why I wanted to do this story. When I was 21, I uh, was a guitar salesman with Axe Music in Edmonton, Alberta, which is now closed. They just had their last day. Um, and the top salesmen all got to go to uh, Anaheim for a trade convention. And I was staying in a hotel room with a couple of the other salesmen. And we were watching Dr. Phil. And on the show, there was a guy called Man Baby. He, he, was, a, he was a full-grown man whose fetish was that he liked to pretend that he was a baby. He had a full, big, giant crib. He would wear onesies and have a little nunu. And he had a girlfriend who was treating him like a baby. And he'd be like, binky, binky. And she would fucking do everything for him that you would do for a baby, including fucking everything that you would think you would do for a baby. So here, speaking of man baby, Louisiana man accused of pretending to have autism to fulfill a diaper-changing fetish. <laughs> Like, who fucked you up, man? Like, how fucked up was your mom that she scarred you so deeply that you're a 29-year-old man and, like, you got some de-old wounds, bro? An arrest warrant for the 29-year-old man said he coerced at least one college student he hired as a babysitter to change his diaper for his own sexual gratification. Look at this fucking guy. (laughs) This guy changed my diaper is the fucking... Oh, yeah, it's going to pick it up. Look at this fucking guy. Oh, man. Rutledge Diaz the third, the fourth. Oh, man, this is the fourth Rutledge Diaz in Louisiana. I wonder if he's the first to have a diaper-changing fetish. Allegedly coerced at least one college student he hired as a babysitter to change his diaper for his own sexual gratification. Oh, man. Like, people are so fucked up, bro. Oh, Jesus. And then he was also appeared later on 10 counts of sexual battery and 10 counts of human trafficking, possession of meth, and possession of drug paraphernalia. (laughs) This guy's deep. I didn't even read that yet. I just thought that was a funny headline. But the guy's also got 10 counts of human trafficking. That's way worse than just wanting to get your diaper changed. And he's on meth, too. He's all methed out. He's, like, shitting his pants. He's like, wipe it. (laughs) He falsely portrayed himself as an 18-year-old man with autism to take advantage of the babysitters. Oh, Jesus. This guy is fucked. Maybe I shouldn't have done this, man. Like, holy fuck. This story is fucked up, man. People are just fucking horrible, man. Like, there is just a lot of fucked up people out there, man. I read some news story about some guy getting pinched with 58 terabytes of fuck. It's like, buddy, 58 to heavy. Even if you had 58 terabytes of pictures of fucking birds, you're fucked up. 58 terabytes of any information is a fucked up amount of information to have, dude. Oh, man, that is depressing. I probably shouldn't have ended on that, but we're gonna... Okay. 2020, a renewed focus on branding, a new, a renewed focus on fucking more podcasts for the Patreons, bro. I'm sorry. I'm slacking on you fucking guys. I'm taking advantage of the fact that you guys are there for me and I don't want to do that. 
diversify the content, man. We're trying to push it out there, bro. I was been talking about depression and, uh, you know, not reaching your goals and, and, and redefinition of success on the last couple podcasts. But the fucking main thing that we got to take away from this is that fucking motivation is key, man. Persistence. And the harder that you work, the luckier you'll get, man. So we're not going to fucking stop. And we're going to fucking do, if we got to change it up, we're going to fucking switch it up, man. We're going to find what works. We're going to keep that and we're going to throw away everything else. So thank you for tuning in this week with Drew.